You are listening to the Girl Gone CEO Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome to the Girl Gone CEO Podcast, where you'll learn tips on how to grow and manage your business. So sit back, get ready, and please welcome your host, Dana Nicole. Today, we are going to be talking about branding and more specifically how you can brand on a budget. Because let's be honest, when you're first starting out your business, you just don't have that giant budget where you can allocate as much money as you want to a beautiful new website or a logo that fully represents who you are. But that doesn't mean that you should forego branding altogether because you can still have a killer brand if you are on a budget. But before we go any further, first, I kind of want to talk about what branding is and what branding isn't, because maybe you don't even know what branding is and you're sitting here thinking, well, how am I supposed to brand on a budget? I don't even know what branding is. So basically, the easiest way to put it is branding is how you or your business is positioned in the marketplace and in your consumers' minds. Basically, it's how your consumers view you and what their thoughts are about your business. Now, branding is not just your logo. Um, It's not just your website or how your social media looks. Branding is all of those things taken into consideration together. It's everything from your logo to your website to the font that you use on your forms that you have your customers fill out um, to the person that's answering your phones at the front desk. That is your brand. Everything, every touch point that your business has is a part of your brand. Okay, so maybe you know exactly what you want your brand to be like. Maybe you have someone that you look up to in the business world and you just think, wow, their business is amazing and that's what I want my brand to look like and feel like for my customers. Well, there's a problem with that because you can't build your brand off of what you want it to look like. You have to build a brand that your consumers are going to love. So you really need to get into the minds of your consumers and find out what it is that they need from you, not what you want to show them. Now, I know that you're so excited to get going and that you just want to have your color palette picked out and to have the fonts that you're going to use all ready to go, but you need to stop and take a deep breath. And I know it's so time consuming and it's not what you want to be doing because it's not the fun part, but it's the most crucial and important part to branding. Any marketing expert is going to tell you that you need to do your research and you need to know your customers inside and out, just like you would know your very best friend. And in order to figure this out, you're going to have to do a lot of research. The good news is, is that the research isn't hard that you need to be doing. It's just time consuming. And of course, I'm not a fan of boring research either. I think it's so painful. So I like to make this fun. And by doing that, I like to create a buyer persona. So a buyer persona is a semi-fictional character or characters. You can have more than one depending on who you're targeting. And they're going to represent who your customer is. So by creating a buyer persona, you're going to help be able to tailor your business's message, your products, and your offerings towards your perfect customer. 
So you need to do a bit of research and you need to find out who is this customer? What is it that they want? How old are they? Are they men? Are they women? What is their level of education? What is their income level? Do they have kids? Are they married? Do they work full time? Um, Do they stay at home with kids? Do they have any pets? What do they like to do on their free time? You literally want to figure out as much information as possible. Um, So the better you know your customer, the better you'll be set up to create your brand. To give you an example, I'm going to read to you my buyer persona. Now, this is snippets from my buyer persona. You can give your person a name if you would like. I have named mine Superwoman, and here we are. So she's the millennial woman who runs her own business and or blog. Her company is likely small and it has less than five employees and her job duties include everything. She manages the social social media, creates the content, fills orders and generates leads. Lead generation is one of the biggest frustrations of Superwoman. She might outsource the accounting and maybe summon min duties to a virtual assistant every now and then, but for the most part, she runs the show. Her business is making less than $100,000 per year and she needs a web and graphic designer who can help her create elements of branding without breaking her budget. Her marketing budget isn't huge, therefore having someone to provide her with excellent brand management would help her out a lot. She has her bachelor's degree but wanted to start her own business to make an impact on the world. She values spending quality time with her loved ones and having a job that she enjoys doing. She would never put work before her family, but is, in a, but is a serious hustler and can get stuff done. So notice how with my buyer persona, I didn't just say things like, oh, she's a woman, um, she's 25 years old, and she's married. I actually went a lot deeper and talked about her aspirations, what she likes, the things that she needs help with for her business. And so that is what you really want to be talking about when you're researching your buyer personas. And so that stuff is called psychographics. So the stuff like her age, her gender, that's all demographic information. And that is important. But the stuff that's really going to help you define your brand is the psychographics. And that's often the hardest to find because you can Google demographic information about any market and you can get a lot. But to find the psychographics, you have to dig a lot deeper. And the best way to do this is by actually sitting down with your customers. Talk to them and see what it is that they're having problems with um, see what it is that they like and what they don't like and a really great thing that you can do is you can send virtual coffees through Starbucks and so if you have someone that you can actually meet face to face and take them out for a little coffee just to talk to them about um, your business and about themselves um, send them a coffee from Starbucks and it's just a really nice way to say thank you If you're absolutely unable to talk to your customers in person or to email them or just to get in touch with any of them, a really great place to go is chat forums and online forums. I really like going to Reddit to ask questions. I find that the people on there are pretty friendly and they're always willing to give you very good information. So say if you're just starting out and you actually don't have any customers, try one of those forums and just ask around and start talking to people. Facebook also has a ton of amazing groups and I love joining these groups because people are passionate in them 
and they love to share their expertise. So if you're targeting, let's say, uh, moms, there are a ton of Facebook groups dedicated to moms and stay-at-home moms. And so join one of those groups and just ask if it's okay if you ask a few questions. All right, once you feel like you have a really good grasp on your customers, we're going to be able to get into the fun stuff. So the next step that I personally take when I'm creating a brand for a client is creating a mood board. A mood board is what's going to really help set the tone for your brand and to really laser your focus. So what is a mood board? A mood board is a collection of colors, images, textures, patterns, basically anything that's visual that you want your brand to embody. Now, when I first started designing, it was for friends and family and just for little side projects. And I didn't use a mood board and it reflected in my designs. I am really embarrassed when I look back at some of my designs because I wanted to use all the colors. I loved pastels. I loved bright colors. I loved neutral colors. And when I created something, I wanted to incorporate it all. I wanted to have the sans serif fonts and the hand lettering. And I just, I had no focus. And it wasn't because... I didn't know what I was doing because I did. I knew how to use all the tools. Um, I knew the concepts. I knew the theory behind everything, but it was because I didn't have something that was going to give me focus and give me direction. And that is exactly what the mood board is going to do for you. Now, unfortunately, I can't put any of my mood boards that I create for my clients up on my website. And this is because we get a lot of our images from Pinterest or from Google. And just because I don't have the rights to those images, I choose not to put them on my website because I don't want to get into any trouble with copyright issues. But when you're looking to create your mood board, go on Pinterest and see things that really are going to reflect the values that your customers were talking to you about in your buyer persona exercise that you previously completed. You'll want to look for quotes, you can look for textures, you can look for prints, you can look for colors. Any type of photo that you feel is going to reflect your brand should go into your mood board. And the final mood board I would say might have about 10 photos and maybe three to seven colors for a color palette and a couple different fonts that you're going to use. Once you've completed your mood board and your buyer persona, you will be ready to start designing your brand. The first thing that your business will need is a logo. So a logo is basically a visual marking of your company and you want it to be something that when people see it, they automatically think of your business and how your business makes them feel. Your logo is a very important part of your business because it could potentially be on a lot of different pieces. It could be on your website, your business cards, your letterheads, your email signature, your contract, a watermark. Your logo is something that you're going to want to make sure is done professionally or looks like it has been done professionally. Now I understand and totally respect that when you're first starting out, you may not have the funds or the resources to spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars on a brand new logo. And I get that. My advice to you as a new business owner is to sit down and really crunch the numbers. Take a look at how much money you have to invest in certain things like a website and a new logo and prioritize where you're going to be spending your money. 
If you forecast that you're going to be able to cover your costs, then yes, of course, go and get something professionally designed. But if right now this is something where you're just starting it up and you're still working full time because you can't quit your full time job yet for your business, then maybe you want to look at a more affordable option. And once you have that cash flow, then yes, I do think that you need to invest in something professional. But I think when you're first starting out and trying to figure out who you are as a business, it's very important to be smart with your money. Now, since we're talking about branding on a budget, I'm obviously not going to tell you that you need to go and get your logo professionally designed because that is definitely not on a budget. So if you're at a spot right now where you think, well, you know what, I can afford to spend the money and get something that's professional and that really embodies who my business is and what my business does, then yeah, go and get a logo done. But if you're thinking, well, I want to look for an alternative route and I'm on a budget, then I have the perfect solution for you. Having an affordable option for logos is what inspired me to create my pre-made logo shop because I know exactly what it's like to just be starting out your business and to feel like you just don't have the money to go forward and do what it is that you want to do. So I created a logo shop and I have pre-made logos. You can customize the name, the tagline, and you can use different colors. They're very customizable. So you can go head over to my website, DanaNicoleDesigns.com and click on the tab pre-made logos if you would like to check them out. All right, now about your website. Websites are harder to have on a budget, I find, because if you have a website that has a poor design to it, it will affect your entire business. And so if you're going to invest any money when you're first starting out, I would invest money in your website. But let's say that you have a website, the design is nice, you have some nice photos up on it. You know, it's not perfect, it's not your dream website, but it's good enough for now. How can you brand that? So first you wanna go look back on your mood board and look at the color palette that you decided upon and incorporate that into your website. That's gonna be your first step. You will also wanna take a look at the media you have up on your website, such as photos, videos, YouTube videos, anything like that, and make sure that it's the same type of style that you have in your mood board. One area that people often overlook when they're branding is their website copy. So your copy is what is written on your website, and you need to make sure that the voice you're talking in is what your audience wants to be talked to. Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't think so. But how you're talking to your audience is very important. For example, on my website, I'm talking to people who are just like me. And when I go to a blog, I don't want to read something that has big long words and is super formal. I want something to feel like I'm talking with my friend. So your website needs to adopt the kind of tone that your audience wants to hear. So after you've gone over your buyer persona, your mood board, your logo, and your website, it is now time to take a look at your social media. You'll want to go on your Facebook, your Instagram, your Pinterest, whatever social media accounts you use, and just create some graphics that now reflect your brand. So you can do that by using free software such as Canva. Canva is one of my favorites to use, and I actually sometimes prefer it over using my Adobe products. And that's just because it's really easy to use and it's very quick to create something that's beautifully designed. Now they don't have the largest font library, but that's not a problem because you can actually upload your own fonts to use. So after you've established your brand, I'm just going to touch on some of the ways that you can build that brand through free marketing efforts. 
One of my favorite things to do is to collaborate with other small businesses who reflect my brand and have similar values to me. There are many different ways that you can collaborate together, but some of the ways are by having a specific blog or guest post on your blog or by guest posting on someone else's blog. You can also work together to have a giveaway or host an event together. The list is really endless and is up to you to think of something that would be on brand with your business and something that your customers would really enjoy. Another very popular way to increase your brand awareness is to host a free webinar. Now, I, these are really great because it brings in people who want to know more about your business and want to learn about what you're doing for your business. There's a lot of free platforms where you can host a webinar. You can also host something on Facebook Live if you don't want to pre-record and you just feel like doing something spur of the moment and live. And it's a really great way to reach new people as well as your existing customers. Thank you so much for listening to my very first podcast. I truly hope that with these podcasts, you will be able to do amazing things with your business and grow with me. I hope you have a wonderful and productive day and I will see you next time.